Welcome back to Talking Baseball. Trevor's here. I'm here. Jake's here. We got Cardinals. We got Cespedes. We got Soroka. We got Standings. We're talking baseball. Let's do it. going on everybody welcome back to talking baseball it is time for the trevor tidbits episode baseball is in full swing a lot of people still doubt it but they're going they're playing every night's full of games so we are going to be full of podcast episodes we're coming to you live from the roosevelt studios that's r-s-v-l-t-s i got trevor here jake's here bbd in the corner what's going on guys how are you doing happy uh we're recording this on tuesday the patrons are listening live on Tuesday. Everyone else, it gets dropped on Monday. Jake, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, you mentioned full slate of games. I mean, well, at least at least an 80% slate of games, and we'll, we'll see what goes on with the cards. They're the new one, but the Marlins are back on the field tonight. The Phillies back on the field last night. So uh, hopefully, and, you know, people want to spin words or whatever, but hopefully we've kind of found the game plan if – if an outbreak does happen, there's kind of a two- to three-day figure out what's going on, two- to three-day make sure there's nobody else getting it, and then two- to three days to make a game plan. So that's that's kind of how baseball is operating going forward. And the baseball action has been great. Um, you know, I, I just brought up uh, some stats to, to make sure I was sharp for whatever Ooh. Trevor Plouf brings at us today. And, I mean, you know, your three hit leaders – or who you thought it would be before the season, Kyle Lewis, Donnie Barrels, Donovan Zolano, and Hanser Alberto. So uh, baseball is off without a hitch, (laughs) with a couple hitches. But, no, the action's been good, enjoying watching. Uh, We're in it now, Trev. Yeah, and I I mean, when the product is on the field, I think it's looked really good. I like what they're kind of doing with the shots. They're keeping it really tight. So you just kind of see the players, their reactions. The crowd noise has been... Better than I thought it would be. So I've enjoyed watching the games. And really, I haven't missed like having fans. Would it be better? Sure. But I think the overall viewing experience has been pretty good. Although they haven't really gone in and like done anything creative. Uh, it's, but they figured it out. They figured out a way to make it look like good, at least look good enough where people don't notice the fans. The most creative thing that we did see, Trev, is the cartoon or animated fans that Fox does, and I don't think they're worth it at all. Ew. I will say this. I was really – I like the cardboard cutouts. I, I don't mind them at all. But I then the Yankees just tarped off the seats completely, and I kind of like the way that looks. Um, you know, of course you like it because it's the Yankees. I mm. mean, No. I, did any, Has anyone else done it? It kind of just looks like Indy, uh, the Indians, you know, or, or – the new Texas ballpark where there's just no seats behind it. Like you just want to remind people that the seats aren't empty. That's yeah. all. That's the most jarring thing. I like both. I'm fine with it. I think they're doing a great job. There's still just a lack of replays across the board. I'm trying to do breakdowns. that just don't show replays. Pissed me off. Yeah. Have they that, cut camera crews down? Is that why? That could, that, I mean, that could be why. I don't know. Like Fox and ESPN, they never show replays anyway. So I don't know what's going on there, but. A lot of teams aren't. Yeah. Well, before we get into the big topics, I got to let you know who's bringing you the show today. We got a whole slew of new patrons. Jason, Anna Dudas, Matt Fremstad, Alejandro Torre, Devin Servin, Kara Batko, Micah Watterson, Mika Watterson, Scott Buell, Kristen Hernandez, Rebecca Choval, Archit Chopra. Archit? Archie? Archit? Archit? Sorry, bud. Josh Donlevy, Randy Ackerman, Max Coza, William Luce, L. Avaliers. Okay, I think we did these names already. I think we've done L. Avaliers because I said Lavaliers. Mike Sosnick, Dylan Strine, Zach Figiel, Nelson Escobar, Tyler Bigler, Billy Farmer, and Alex Shy. Shy. Well, thank you very much to our new patrons. They can... Listen live and hang out with us and have some fun. All right, let's get into this, Trev. I got a lot of topics. You can choose which one you want to do first. Do you want to open up with the Cardinals and the COVID and all that? Should we just get it out of the way? Because like Jake said, I want to hear your thoughts on it. Because the Marlins are back. 
The Phillies are back. The Nats are back. The Blue Jays, everyone's playing. The Cardinals aren't. Uh, they had to wait it out. It seems like now that we've gone through it, I'm hoping people don't freak out every time this happens because there will be another team that comes down with a lot of cases. And it seems like they have protocols and this is how they're doing it. Are you still worried about the season? Were you ever worried about the season? Where do you stand on everyone saying the season's going to be canceled? I'm still worried about the season for sure. Uh, but it seems like we're not seeing a lot of team-to-team uh, transmission. It's more like within the team. Um, I don't know, man. Like, guys just have to figure it out. Like, maybe, you know, these have been the wake-up calls they need. Um, I know they're starting to be a lot stricter on the road uh, with what guys are allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. And I think that's kind of what needs to happen. If you're not going to operate in a bubble, you better have some strict rules if you want to get this season done. I talked to a few guys and I said, how's it going? Like our guys, like our guys, like still going out, like what, like what's, what's happening. And both the guys I talked to said on their teams that like they've talked about it at length, like we're not doing that. Let's just get through the season. So when I start to hear stuff like that, it makes me more optimistic about the season. But as the situation has been all, you know, all summer long, it's fluid and we could wake up to bad news at any moment. So I'm still pessimistic uh, on one end that we can get more of these outbreaks, but I'm optimistic that guys are taking it more seriously. So kind of in the middle here, but um, hopefully hopefully we don't have any more of the big team outbreaks. It's, it's scary, man. When you see 13, 14, 15 people, you know, come down with the COVID cases, it's yeah. not good. Uh, I'm not worried about the season. I think they're going to play this out and it would have to be – you know, we just had two teams get half their team basically test positive, and the season's still going. So whether that's right or wrong or smart or dumb, I, I think the season's going to be played out, and they're going to handle it, and every team might not play 60 games, but they'll play enough, and they'll just do winning percentage. It does suck that with the Marlins were the strip club rumors, with the Cardinals were the casino rumors, which got so loud that I think the manager – or general manager, someone from the Cardinals organization actually like addressed the rumors and was like, I don't know. I don't think that's true. There's no factual evidence that it's true. But if it is, that's sad. I don't think you, we don't think the casino one's true. There was like the report that they went to a casino. All I'm saying is the rumors about guys leaving does suck. And I wonder how are some teams taking it really seriously and others aren't. Were they barred from leaving or is it just strong encouragement? You know, we have uh, Craig Calcaterra, a writer, a baseball writer, who's been on the show, and Jake and I have had him on the show a couple times. And he said, you know, that he had someone tell him that they just saw all the players in an Uber go out in the town. He didn't say which team or whatever, but he said, you know, that's just someone who knows, who I trust that knows, knows. And, like, that's, I don't know. I mean, you don't know where they're going. You could speculate where they're going. It's not, you know, they can leave the hotel, just, you know, don't go to a crowded bar or whatever, whatever. But yeah, I just wonder. Like, it sucks that every time it comes down that we're getting these rumors, whether they're yeah. true or real, true or false, it sucks. And they announced the names of all the Cardinals. Um, all six players, I believe it is, uh, decided that it's okay. They wanted them to use their name. So the big one, obviously, is Yachty. Yachty came out on his Instagram talking about it. Paul DeYoung, Cody Whitley, Rangel Ravello, Junior Fernandez, and Edmundo Sosa are the six players for the Cardinals. Obviously, Yachty's the the big dude there. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he reacts to it. And, you know, everyone kind of – it goes through people differently. Um, but that's the guy. Yeah, if the Cardinals are going to win and use their pitching to win, he's the guy they need behind the plate, so – uh, any extended absence without Yachty is a big, obviously a big blow for the Cardinals. Yeah, and I mean the whole thing in general is going to be a gray cloud over the season, and sometimes that gray cloud is going to come over your stadium, and it's going to rain a little bit. <laughs> sometimes it might be a, a lightning storm, other times it might be a light drizzle. It's going to be here all year. Uh, I mean, there's always going to be doomsdayers, and I I do think there is a chance. You know, if if a couple teams do get Hot, not in the right way. If they get, you know, a big COVID breakout at the same time, 
again, I think there is going to be a chance uh, for like a stoppage. But uh, let's be honest, what rules the world is money. There's going to be an MLB playoffs this year. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what necessarily that looks like, but there is going to be one. Um, I I do think you're going to get serious bubble consideration for the playoffs, and I don't know if that's just teams bubbling by themselves or if it, however they make that work. But I, I do think that has to be a serious discussion because this is – like I said, we kind of have a plan now. It's two to three days, you, you gather the cases and the bad news. Two to three days, you make sure that those are the confirmed cases, nobody else. Two to three days, you make the new plan and you start going. Uh, playoffs, you're not going to be able to do that. You can't. And so baseball is going to have to figure out a way to control that. And with the success of the NBA bubble and now the NHL bubble, I wouldn't be surprised if we do end up with some sort of playoff Playoff bubble somewhere So I, I think that's kind of the the new talks a little bit um, We'll see Hey, maybe the rest of the season goes swimmingly And we say, wow, we got so much better um, I mean, there's still going to be more cases So You can do a playoff bubble easier Yeah You know, you, you really can So that's, I mean, that was that's, 16 teams, though I mean, that's the thing Well, you it's do a, two You do two different You do an AL and an NL bubble Yeah, and you do an AL and NL bubble And then the World Series is Those two teams have gotten there, so Get a plane in the bubble to take the NL team to the AL bubble. Bubble plane. Bubble plane. Bubble airport. Yeah. Yeah, you know they want those playoffs. Bubble Watson. They'll they'll get the playoffs. I, I think that the best thing that you said, Trev, which everyone needs to kind of go, oh, okay. And put a lot of fake stock into it, is that we haven't really seen team to team uh whatever you want to call it. We haven't seen the virus go team to team. The Marlins played that game. And the Phillies tested negative the whole way. I think the Cardinals were with someone and they didn't, you know. So that's that's when it would get really scary. If the Phillies test came back and they had half of their team and now it's going team to team, I think that's the next level of it. Or if we get to there, it might be dangerous. But I think they're going to keep playing. Your, your guy's boy Jeets came out. He had a press conference and he said that it was not true that Miguel Rojas made the decision for the Marlins to play that game after – uh, they had the four positive tests. He came out and said that all of the league officials that needed to be um, told about were told about it. And that after that, they decided to play um, some baseball. So that's that's a big that's a big thing because the Marlins were getting absolutely chastised for that, saying, "How could you let players do it?" We said it on here like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard, but apparently it wasn't true. So I, I guess I have to apologize to Jeets a little bit. Um, Always. I, I wore, thought that was a point we had to bring up on the show. You wore his jersey this weekend. I did. Week. And then he comes out with a great quote. Wow. He's still hot, I'm try- by the I way. I have to get – Jeets needs to figure it out, all right? Like, step it up a little bit. I got, I'm got. i challenging him. He always loved the challenge during his playing days. Now yeah. he needs an adversary in the media mm-hmm. world. He can't. Everyone just loves him too much. I got to push yeah. still think he looks good? I still think he looks good. Once he lost the hair, I was kind of out on him. So he had a little bit of a like He's not a good the, looking guy. Come on. When, when the hair initially Well, he was. When the hair initially lost, you can't say, dude, young Jeter. And then hot he had a shit. little bit of the old guy going. I see what you're saying, but I think he's found his old guy look. I think he's even lost a couple pounds. He's figured out what he's going on with his bald look. I think he looks good. Okay. And hey, we this is just something that me and me and Jimmer kind of stumbled into this morning on on the COVID stuff. Uh, Dick Blyer, Richard Blyer, got traded from the Orioles to the Marlins. He'll go across dugouts because they're playing in Baltimore today. And we were, you know, the the kind of the media reaction was like, "Damn! Like, imagine being Dick Blyer. You have to go to that. What? How could anyone want to join that team?" And then we realized, like, they definitely. The Marlins definitely checked with Richard Blyer because otherwise he could just opt out. And, like, you wouldn't just trade for a guy that's going to opt out. And he actually he posted an Instagram that was like, I'm excited for the next chapter with Miami. So, um, I don't know. I think that was just an interesting thing that we hadn't thought about. So, maybe you hadn't thought about at home either. Nice. Had you thought about that, Trev? About that guy just opting out? Why would he just opt out? If you get traded to the Marlins, Marlins. the team that just had the outbreak... I mean, yeah, obviously, if you get traded over there, you're not going to go and uh, be around the guys that are infected. I Googled Derek Jeter hot, just to prove you wrong. Okay, look, 
it's the intangibles that make Derek Jeter hot. It's the fact that he's a major league baseball player for the Yankees and he's got millions of dollars. Take all those things away, put him on the street, and you'd be like, ah, oh, he's okay. Disag- like, decent that works. Guy. That works better for Judge than Jeter. I think Jeter's yeah. Jeter's pretty he's a decent looking you, guy, but he's that's I mean, his roster. Like his roster is oh, because yeah. he's a Yankee shortstop. It's not because he looks great. Yeah, but I'm sure he'd be doing fine anyway. I think he'd be doing pretty well. I don't think he'd be. You know. Not not the roster that he had. I don't think Jessica Alba and his and her. Well, prime yeah, of course. If he was a Twins third baseman that hit over a little hundred home runs, I think he still would have pulled some decent butt. I don't know, man. Back to you in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Trev, have you uh, been keyed in on this Cespedes situation? A little bit, a little bit. Another PR it, mess for the Mets. Like, it's all they do, baby. It's incredible. Yeah. So and Jake and I have talked about it a little bit, but um, if anyone is unaware of what happened, mm. Cespedes camp says that they told the Mets that he was opting out and they didn't show up the next day. And they said they told him that. The Mets say they had no idea and they tweeted out that Cespedes was missing. And, and Trev, how would you, like, that's, the, that's such a bad opening tweet. The Mets are so like even if the Mets didn't know where he was and that he didn't show up, they Cespedes hasn't reported or contacted the organization is the verbiage you would go for. The Mets saying he's missing to me is just dumb and rude and brutal. What 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 do you got on that? I think they should have just said nothing until they needed to. Like go f- like make sure your player is okay before you come at him on social media. Like, if they truly didn't know where he was, like, I would think instead of firing off a tweet, you just kind of, like, pray that he's okay and go try to figure it out. But they'd, like, really jump the gun there. And now, yeah, like you said, we have conflicting reports. Did he did he say, I think, um, was it Conforto last night was like, we've heard both N- sides. Nimmo. We've heard that, or Nimmo. We've heard that he told, and then we heard that he didn't. So I don't think anybody really knows what happens. There was a picture of him at the mall with a few kids that, wanted to take a picture of Cespedes. So we knew we know where he was. And it seems to me like, yeah, like there's no way he just didn't show up. I it, it just doesn't work that way. I'm sure his his people, his agency relayed a message. Maybe it got lost somewhere, but you don't just not show up like that. Jake and I came to a pretty sound conclusion of what happened. Okay. He left the game And on his way out of the clubhouse, he told the Mets, this is, again, not even alleged, this is just our story that we're making up, that I do think is true, though. So don't listen to this and think it's actual. I think he left the clubhouse the night before and said something like, fuck this, I'm done. You know, something vague enough that he can lean on it and say, I told you guys. And the Mets can also be like, you didn't officially tell us you're not coming back. And, you know, just said, I'm out. I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm leaving. So then the Mets like, is he going anywhere? Is he not? And then the next day he doesn't show up, and they're like, fuck this guy. And then they tweet out he's missing. That's what I think happened. That's interesting. I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. That, like Jim said, I'm there. I think uh, I think there might have been some FUs on the way out of the game that night, and uh, you know, I'm not I'm not coming back here. This this sucks. And then <laughs> and then there wasn't no agent like. Yo-Yo's agent asked him And he was like So you're out? And Yo-Yo said Yeah I told him I told he's him he's like okay I go Okay And then I think that That press release came out I do think the Mets Were trying to take a jab I think they knew In some sort of way They are trying to make him look bad But what's yeah. the point? Who gives a shit? Why do they need to make him look Cause bad? Because he's on the way out He's on it's the way such, out and, It's such and a the, Mets thing to do It's Exactly I can't believe Like for a long, for so long, you just kind of from a distance say, "Oh, that's the Mets. That's the Mets. That's the Mets." You see their fans complaining about it, but like, if it keeps happening over and over and over and over, it it's got to be the truth. It's just the the Mets are just a dumpster fire. What else are you supposed to call this team? Trevor, organizations are run top down. It you, we see it throughout sports. It just starts with the ownership. Look at the Redskins. Um, just look look at any bad organization. You don't just come back in and say, or excuse me, the Washington football team. Yes. The team, you literally can't say the team's name because they don't have one. That's how poorly that organization is run. Um, 
And you just see it throughout sports. I mean, uh, I, so many other people, if, if you don't work in the sports world, whatever you do, when I was in electrical supplies, I'd, I'd see it. I'd travel to each division, and I could tell instantly whether they were well, well run or not. So yeah. it's, uh, that's the Mets. That's why they're looking for a new ownership group. And that's why Mets fans want one so bad. The Mets PR team, which I believe his name is Jay Horowitz, and he's an old man. I guess I shouldn't say that on the site now. I don't know if he's still there anymore, but he was for years. Trav, do you, do you even know, like, you might not be close to it. Last year, the Mets PR team, they basically think, you know, we always say, like, you know, smart people think everyone's dumber than them, or people in charge think everyone's dumber than them. The Mets think everyone's dumb as hell. Last year, was it the day they got eliminated from contention they retired a dude's number who like something like that hadn't been around for like they could have retired his number in the last 60 years there was no reason to retire it but they just wanted to to put up a different headline as soon as they got eliminated or something bad happened operate to win the back page of the newspaper yes they thought the mets could come out looking good if it's like oh cespedes bails on the season it's like nope you just tried to drag him through the mud yeah, I have. I mean, this is going to be. And they're still I'll just worth show you the two and a half billion dollars. This is their dollars, head so. of PR. Yeah, hot. Yeah, not Jeter hot, but hot. Yeah, who is it? Jay Horowitz. I don't know, man. It's uh, the GM Brody Van Wagnon. He went to my high school. He was an agency at the agency that I was at during For- my playing former. days. He's out. He he. Sorry, my bad. Wrong info. Jay Horowitz is out. But yeah, okay. it's bad, man. It's <laughs> oh man. It's it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. I don't know what 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 the um the change needs to be. Like you're talking straight up from the top, get rid of the owners, new owners in there. Is A Rod gonna do a better job? It's coming. Steve Cohen's coming. They're they're Cohen versus A Rod and his group. Is that the two bidders I right mean, now? Hasn't A Rod done pretty good business wise? I mean, you know, he had a good base to work with money wise, but I know he's uh, you know, you don't have to necessarily be a good owner, but if you're a good owner you have, to, and you're not good at football or baseball or whatever sport you're involved in, have a right-hand person that runs the team, and they know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, put yourself in a position to be successful, and I just don't think the Mets are doing that. And, you know, it's, it's exciting when Brody gets hired. Hey, he's an agent. Maybe this will help negotiating. Maybe it'll hook him up with it. Like, uh, I don't know. Doesn't look great as of now. Doesn't look great as of now. Doesn't look great as of now. Nats you know, just like they missed, title. they missed on everything. That City Field is a dump. It's mm. they could have done so much better with it. I remember when they debuted that field. Uh, it was like a windy day, and there was just trash blowing everywhere. And it was like <laughs> the debut of City Field, and all you could see in the outfield was just trash, like everywhere. And I was like, this is like, like it looked like foreshadowing. And sure enough, it's been foreshadowing. Step. Right up and meet the Mets. I'm, I feel bad. I feel bad. Norm Shaver in the Patreon chat says the Braves broadcast was genuinely worried about Cespedes, which yeah. is hilarious. That that's like what the Mets wanted, I guess. I don't know what I don't know what they wanted. Just just you cannot make your first tweet that your player is missing. Like and I, that's like PR one hundred and one. We talked about this on JJR. I said I said it's fine as long as if someone's genuinely missing and you're hoping that any help can find them. <laughs> yeah. That, like that tweets a fire alarm. You can't just casually oh first inning. How by could the way, they not find him. By the way, just like give him a phone call. He had his phone on him. He was at the mall. Just ignoring them. Like what? Dude, I googled Mets trash on the field, Trev, because I didn't remember that when they opened the stadium, there's trash blowing all over these. All over these uh, these quotes from the players afterwards are hilarious. I've never seen a stadium that has this much trash in it," (laughs) said John Main. It was everywhere, man. Jeff Francoeur said there were hot dog wrappers flying around, (laughs) cotton candy wrappers. I was waiting to get a ball to get wrapped up in one of those things. Yeah, I remember watching me like, wow, this is a bad look for like them opening a brand new stadium. And then like you got Davis the, said, the airplanes flying right over during the game. Mm. It's a it's a mess, dude. Ike Davis said, I don't think I've ever seen that much trash on the field, which is just such funny <laughs> quotes. Yeah, that's uh We need we need those, a breakdown, trash breakdown. Imagine if that quote came out today, Twitter would have had a field day with it. Yeah, that's pretty funny. 
All right, let's move on. We got uh, sad Soroka news and some standings, but before we get into that, make sure that you grab your peanuts and popcorn because I'm about to read you an ad. Baseball is back. That's right. The boys will be getting back out on the diamond this week. And while we may not be able to join them in the stadium, Jake and Trev, there's plenty of action to be had from the comfort of your home. There's no better place to get in on the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To celebrate baseball coming back, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering free bets for every home run your team hits. Take advantage of this Grand Slam offer is easy. All you have to do is place a pregame bet of at least $25 on your home team, and for every home run they hit in that game, you'll get $5 worth of free bets. Last night, if you chose the Twins versus the Pirates, you would have got zero money because the Twins hit zero home runs. So that would have been a bad bet. Additionally, DraftKings Sportsbook is offering all new users a sign-up bonus up to $1,000, the most money that you'll ever have in your life. Maybe, maybe less, maybe more. Don't worry if baseball isn't your game. You can bet on games lesser than baseball. DraftKings Sportbook is U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable. Plus, it's easy to deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want, like an ATM. I said that. They didn't say that. Mm. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code JOHNBOY when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code JOHNBOY to get your sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, J-O-M-B-O-Y. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Soroka got hurt, Trev, and it's pretty brutal and sad. Did you feel bad for him? I did, and we briefly talked about it on the pregame show. I was watching live, saw the ground ball, looked to see the pitcher at first base. He wasn't there. They cut back to Soroka, and he was down the ground. I was hoping it was just kind of like a sprained ankle type thing, but as he was walking off, not being able to put any – weight on the foot kind of said hey this is a significant injury then after the game we find out it is a ruptured achilles he will miss the rest of the year one of the bright young stars in the game and someone the braves desperately need i don't know if that means they're done for this year but that's a big big blow yeah I don't think done. I mean, they're they're off to a nice start. Uh, you like any injury, you need dudes to step up. I mean, you need, you know, Max Freed, uh, our guy, yeah. your guy, workout partner in the dungeon. He's off to a good start. Keep it going. You're gonna have to have a nice year. Uh, they're still waiting for Hamels to get back, right? Uh, do they have any any update on him? So, um, I'll Google that quickly. Seems like something. <laughs> I don't think I, he's coming back. I thought I read something that Hamels might be done for an extended period of time. So, I mean, if he's out for the season, okay, then I'm a little worried. No, I bring I, back Felix. Uh, King Felix, yeah, what's he doing? Did he's he, he technically he opted out? Back I think, for this. Right? Do you think they wish they still had Faulty? He, they do. Oh, yeah, they do. They, yeah, they still have, That's crazy that he's just sitting there. Imagine sure. if he comes back and he's like an important part of their team. That would be some. I like that. That'd be some. That'd be <clears> some full. But yeah, prayers stuff. to Soroka, man. Get better. That's tough to watch. Any, any Let's Braves see. fan, let us know what the, what the plan is. How are you going to fill out that rotation? So, dude, look, this rotation that was the conversation at spring training was who's going to be the fifth starter slash sixth starter. There's King Felix. Right now, the number one is Max Freed. Anyone want to guess the number two? Nukem. I would have gotten it wrong. It's Newcomb. Yeah, Newcomb. Sheesh. Newcomb, Tuki Toussaint slides up to the three slot. He had, a, he had a nice little outing. Kyle though, Wright right? is four. Yeah, I mean, Tuki and Kyle Wright are both 24 years old. So, it, hey, you know, you guys were prospects. Get it ready. Fire up the cannon. Get it going. I think Tuki only went like three, but it was a good three. Sure. Um, Soroka's gone for the season. Cole Hamels, he's tricep tendonitis. It's surgery date, 7-11. He might be out for the year. Um yeah, I don't know. I think you're you're definitely nervous. Your expectations of this season as a Braves fan might have changed. Slash, I mean, I'd say go out and get a pitcher, but where are they? You know, they have some in their player pool. They got Julius Chasin. I was gonna say mm. They they still have. They also got Marquez back, which is interesting. Cakes after yeah, opting put him on the back. bump. Fulty, yeah, Fulty and Julius Chasin 
<laughs> it's go time. Save the season, I don't baby. think any team is going to give up any pitching right now. I mean, we've seen a few minor trades, but I think teams are like, I'm going to hoard it all because <laughs> this could happen in this weird season. you got to have the depth. And you know what? I think you just, again, part of the reason this Braves thing is supposed to be special going forward is that there is still a little bit more in the pipeline. Bryce Wilson and Ian Anderson, they're both top 100 prospects. Anderson, 44. Bryce Wilson, oh, they got him at 105. I'll slide him up for now. I, I like him better than five other guys. Um, so, hey, it, you want an opportunity? You want a shot in the big leagues, kid? <laughs> Here you go. Here's the keys to the kingdom a little bit. If you if you pitch well now, you can be part of a really good Braves team going forward the next few years. Yeah. Did you see uh, Yeah, Norm's in there giving us some guys he's excited about? Nice. Oh, nice. You know any of them? Uh, the first two are the guys I was just talking yeah, about. Yeah. I'm not familiar with Tucker, Tucker Davidson. Davidson. Um, I don't know. Is he in their player pool? They don't. They don't think he's – yeah, he's in their player pool. He's a lefty. Hey, if you're a lefty and you can throw strikes. They say Tucker's going to be that guy. I want to play a little game with you guys. Let's play a game. Okay. It's kind of a buy, sell, believe, don't believe. Ooh. I'm going to go division to division, and we're going to look at one team. The whole team. thing's in 1920s voices? Yes, the whole thing in 1920s voices, and it's just going to be like a believer or believer. And let's start. What is the, I'm just, what's the believer or what? I made it up words. <laughs> I think just, you said believer or believer. <laughs> believer or believer. Believer. That's yes. even better, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to look at the top two teams in each division. There's a one surprise in most of them. Okay. And then we're going to say our thoughts on them. So, Trev, the Orioles are in second place in the AL East. You a believer? You buy in stock? Or you, uh, you're not buying any stock. They're five and three right now in second place. You got them getting that second place in the division? You got them getting a wild card spot? Mm, I'm shorting that one. I'm shorting that okay. one. And, uh, yeah, not a believer. So I guess I'm a believer, whatever you just yep, said. Yep. Okay. <laughs> um, small sample size. Put it over 60 games. I'll put their win total now higher than I had it before. But I'll still yeah. put it at, like, I was going to say 17, but I think that's what I had. That I'll give him 20 games. I'll give him 20 wins this season. That was the over-under is one of my locks, so I'm getting a little nervous because they look good, and now they're getting the Marlins uh, for a couple games. I think the, the roller coaster keeps going up in this Marlins series. Marlins haven't been playing baseball, and then I think the coaster goes down, and when it goes down, it's going to go down hard. But, I mean, hey, even this streak of baseball, 5-3, and three, which could turn into 6-3, and 7-3, the Orioles didn't know they were going to get that all year. So enjoy it, Baltimore. Yeah. I was going to say, I do like that they started this way. I'm happy yeah. for them. Um, but, Threw yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying that stock. I don't think they're making the – Go win 38. Are they they're making the 16-team playoff? Don't think so. I'm out. It would be amazing. My gosh, what a story. We, we, I would be so happy. Expanded Our boy, playoffs. Hanser Alberto, oh, you know, Alex stop. Cobb, they were really good to us in spring training. And you they they had nice. great internet. At uh, Ed Dean Field, dude, Ed they had Smith. such good interview. The internet yeah. there it was crazy. Good internet. Yeah. They were practicing those pop ups with the crowd oh noise. That's got them trained well. Man, some of these teams—they are the only team trade for fake crowd noise. The um, true. Uh, what breakdown did I just do? Tatis. Tatis. Was it was the Padres home or was it in L.A.? I think it was in San Diego. They like just blared the noise at oh, one point. Yeah. It was like get loud. They did that in the Yankees game too. It was like two strikes on the batter, and they just like slid the yeah. dial up. The announcers Ninth were like, "Whoa, crowds! Yeah. Crowds getting into it. It's Coming in for the save, Zach Britton leading uh, the league." All right, believer or non-believer, you buy in stock or you short in stock? Are you Jake in it or are you Jimmy in it? Mm. White Sox are in second place in the AL Central. Trev, you were hard on them, and then you came back and you were excited about them. You've seen them play a good amount now. They're six and four. They're in second place in the central. Where are they on your radar? Oh man. Okay. Well, I was hard on them. Then I got brought back in because of the offense. The offense has looked good. It's the pitching that we all kind of worry about. So I'm I'm off them. I after watching the Indians play, and I know they have a worse record. They're five and six right now. But watching their starting pitching go. I got to believe that those top two teams at the end of the 60-game season will be Twins versus Indians. As long as everyone stays healthy, I think those two teams are going to separate themselves. I love watching the White Sox play. 
But if you're asking me if they're going to be in second place in that division at the end of the year right now, I'm going to say no. I agree with you there, but I do think they're in contention for a wild card. So if we're just buying playoff stock, I am. I do think yeah. what the White Sox have been doing. And also the West and the East are the non-good teams are looking brutal right now. It's very early. It's very, very early. Um, even in a six-game season, still early. But I do think the White Sox are are primed to get one of those wild card spots if they do not place top two in the division. Buying so much, so much White Sox stock. They're gonna be. They're my team. I can't quit this year. I fall yeah. in love. I fall in love with the lineup, and they've got dudes in the lineup that you're probably not thinking of who are currently raking. If they keep it up, Lurie Garcia is having a really hot hot start. Um, but even the guys you do think of, I mean, how special is Luis Robert? I mean, Moncada's off to a good start. Uh, Robert, Tim Anderson hitting three thirty three again. Eloy Jimenez is doing it. Jose Abreu's starting to find it. Like their lineup I love is deep. Jose Abreu. Their lineup is deep and nasty. Um, plus Giolito and Keuchel at the top. They are. They're going to be the team that I'm going to eat crow on every other episode. They're going to lose a series, and people are going to be down on them. Then they're going to come back and sweep three. They're they're going to be hot and cold all year, and that's that's kind of why I like them. Guess how many hits they have in their last three games? Thousand. Less. Thirty. Thirty-seven. Uh, I was going to say forty. No, Twenty-one, I mean, look, 14, 12. It's crazy. Look at their team totals. I mean, they're sitting at an 812 team OPS, 128 OPS plus. I mean, they're doing their lineups doing it. They just brought up Nick Madrigal, who's, you know, a former top pick for them. Four so, hit game. Grandall hasn't even really gotten it going. The rest no. of the guys have kept that kept the lineup uh, or kept the offense going. Uh, that was never the problem. We we love the offense there. It's is, is the pitching going to hold up? They have some guys, the top, you know, the top of their rotation's pretty solid. Um I just man, those Indians. I, I, I've been so back and forth with these central teams. You know, I wasn't a believer, and then I've seen what they're what they've done. Even Plezak going against uh, last night against the Reds. You know, he looked good. So like yeah. they got they got a one through five there. Arms on arms on arms. They're averaging. They're letting up five run basically five runs a game on average. So they need to tighten that up. Hey, um, sixty-seven percent. Chance to make the playoffs, so they're. Uh, yeah, I think the good. wild card spot might be looking nice for them. All right, moving on to the West. I mean, you have the A's. This is a tough one. You have the A's in first place currently. The Astros in second. I think it's very easy. We're all going to buy the stock on those two teams. So let's move on to the Rangers, who we thought may be going for a wild card. Really, it's just been the Lance Lynn show. Mm. So are you are you in or out on the Rangers? I'll go first this time. I'm out. I am uh, short in that stock. Uh, they would have needed to start off very, very good for me, um, and they didn't. Okay, how about they haven't hit? They haven't hit. Trev, you you, you just know. gave a percentage that we missed. Uh, we missed before. Orioles right now have a twenty nine point six percent percent chance to make the postseason. Uh, think about that, people. Uh, twenty higher than the Rangers. Texas, Texas. I'm out until they get another hitter. Um, we did this because it ties to Yankees world, and we, it's a guy we talk about too much even here. I think Clint Frazier would be in the middle of that lineup. I think he'd be their five-hole hitter, and right now he can't crack the Yankees 30-man. So if I'm the Rangers GM right now, I'm scrounging 30-man rosters and even the travel squad. They need sticks. Like, when have we ever said that about a Texas Rangers team? Um, you know, if if and when Mike Miner does figure it out and, and some of those other veteran pitchers – Give them some some run support. Right now, it's just Joey Gallo or Bus. Calhoun's gotten off to an awful start. Awful. All of them. If you look at the team totals, I mean, they're hitting 195 as a team. Yeah, they that are. At, get at, Joey Gallo's been the only guy that's really done anything. They're averaging 3.3 runs a game. Not a lot, and they're giving up on average like around five again, maybe a little less than five. So it's a weird. It's a weird team. You know, like. You don't get excited when you look at it. We've talked about that with the rotation, kind of the same way with the offense. You could find nuggets in there. Joey Gallo obviously is a stud, and but if you if you if you want to see a good offense, like if you if you want to see that in the Rangers, you can kind of find some things. But if you really just take a step back and look, like unbiased, like nothing gets you excited about that lineup. 
you know, maybe maybe a couple of years ago, you know, with Chu and Frazier and Elvis. But uh, Chu is nice. Gallo is the only fear factor at all. Yeah, I mean he's. I mean yeah. So yeah, I'm. If you're asking me, am I in on them getting a wild card right now? I am not in on them getting a wild card. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, moving on. What? Who's gonna get that second wild card then? Well, it's gonna. It's gonna come down to the Orioles. <laughs> it's gonna come down right now. It's looking like White Sox Angels. Around there, Angels look worse than the Texas so far. They're getting, I don't tr- know, they're getting Trout back. They get Joe Adele. Hopefully, that can spark them a little bit. Dylan Bundy's an Otani. stud. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm moving on to the NL Central. The Reds are in second place with a 500 record. We did a little bit of talking about them on the pregame show, but we can air it out a little bit more here. Um, I'm buying stock on the Reds. We were very iffy on if they were going to be good or bad. The starting pitching, Sonny Gray's the real deal. I think it's 36 games in a row now without more than six hits, which is nuts, and like 15 with less than six hits in a row. It's insane. Uh, Bauer, his spin rate has spiked up so much that people are saying he's using uh, pine tar now, even mm-hmm. though he said he was morally against it. But then I think he said, well, if everyone's going to use it, I'm going to use it. His spin rate is like a crazy jump, and he's pitching lights out. So obviously everyone uses it, so I don't really care. But he did come out really hard against it, so it would be kind of shitty. It would be a weird look. Anyway, they look good. They got off to a rough start. They lost four in a row. They've just won three in a row. The hitting's starting to come in, come around. Um, they got, you know, they're scoring runs now. So I, I'm in on the Reds. Trev, are you a believer? I am. I'm in on the Reds. I love the starting pitching. The offense is going to be there. I love who they brought in. We've talked about it at length before with Castellanos and Moustakis. You know, Suarez and Shogo haven't showed up at all. So you got to get those guys going. But I think that uh, a couple of the games that they lost early on, they had leads in. The bullpen blew it. Uh, Lorenzo, Lorenzen with his, with his vans blew it. So he took those off, and I think they're going to they're gonna make a run here. Um, watching Joey Votto, you know, go through at bats last night against Plezak was fun. It's a lot of fun, man. If you get that guy, like, right, right, like you get Hall of Fame Joey Votto in the middle of that lineup, I'm I'm betting big on these Reds to make the playoffs. Right now they're at a 45% chance. I think that's way too low. I mean, I think I think they're I think they're going to be in the playoffs in, in some capacity. Yeah, I don't know about the division. I still think it might be wild, but I, I think that division might bring us a wild card team, which we didn't know at first because the East is looking messy and we'll get there soon. But, you know, they are averaging, since I'm doing it with every other team, they're averaging five runs a game, and they're averaging giving up 3.4. So that's pretty nice. The only thing I'll say about the Reds is they have played the Tigers six times out of their ten games. So I'd like to see them play some other opponents. They played the Cubs and lost to them. They're playing the Indians right now. They had a nice win yesterday. Um, But I'd like to see them play some of these other teams uh, that are good. It's It's cool seeing the Reds good. Like I like that. Like they sh- there should be good baseball when you think about the history of the Reds. Like it, it just it's fun to see them doing well. Joey Votto's hasn't been in the playoffs a ton. I think he had two or three years. You know, not a lot of postseason action for him. I would love to see him in the postseason. He's like a guy like Trout. You want to see them, you know, with the bright lights, like going for it. So hopefully we'll get to see that this year. I'm thinking we will. I've got Votto as my eye on them. I think he's going to be their pulse. If he is 2017 Joey Votto with a one dot OPS compared to 768 Votto in the juice ball year last year, he looks good. I mean, he's hitting homers. I, he's always going to have the eye. Does he have power? And guys, what we're stumbling into is these wild card spots. You know, it's really going to come down to a group of three or four teams. I mean, almost three. These Reds have a good chance to be one of them. Imagine if you're the Dodgers and you draw the Reds in a three-game set with Sonny, Bauer, and Castillo. Holy. Yeah. Bleep. Bleep. You could say that for a bunch of different teams. These The top end of the rotation in a three-game series. I mean, in baseball, anything Nats. can happen. I think you can only say with like five teams, though. 
I think in, in the, the playoffs, that's I think a third the, of the teams. I think the NL wild card potential wild card teams are scarier than the AL potential wild card teams. Like we just landed on Angels, White Sox, and then maybe if the Blue Jays can turn it on or something like that. Those teams are fun. The Reds and maybe like what about the Nationals? If you well, were, the, yeah, the AL's been more top heavy than the NL for a while now. You but now with this eight game one verse eight seed, and say you get the Nationals with Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin in a three game set. Yeah, National League's a bad time right now. I yeah. can't wait. I want the White Sox to match up with the Reds, which is coming because they're in the Central. That's going to be a fun. Series. So that's your World Series prediction. We can tweet that out from Talking Baseball. It's not. This is my World Series <laughs> prediction right here. Oh, wow. wow. Still, huh? Buying stock. Good time I'm to buy stock. Ray stock. Good time to buy Ray stock. I'm buying Ray stock. All right. I'm skipping the NL East because the Marlins haven't played enough. The Nats haven't played enough. Phillies haven't played enough. There's just nothing really to talk about there with any substance. Just sell Met stock. Sell Met stock. <laughs> But the NL West has three teams with seven wins right now. The Rockies, the Dodgers, and the Padres. Obviously, the Dodgers aren't a discussion. The Rockies and Padres are. And I still am not convinced to buy either stock, but I'm close. Wild card stock, for sure. Um, the Rockies, I think, they, sh- they it's, barring the start, I hope they can finish it out and not lose the division. That would be an embarrassment. The Padres are young and fun right now. We'll see how long it lasts. Uh, They just lost a series to the Rockies, so head-to-head. Rockies had them, but they're definitely fun. Like I think if you're a Padres fan, I wouldn't be upset about anything because right now the season's looking like exactly what you needed for this 60-game set. Uh, But where are you guys? I know that you've been buying rock stock, Jake. Where my, are you on uh, Trevor's Padres? My Rockies investment has looked fantastic so far. They're pitching, and that's pitching the whole thing. Great. Their, their two losses have been one-run games. Opening day, Lance Lynn shoved, one nothing, And then they lost uh, 8-7 to the Padres. Tatis tied it in the ninth. So they have been in or winning every game uh, as long as they keep that pitching going, which so far they are. Uh, might not be the best time to buy their stock. Stock's a little high. You might want to wait for it to come back I don't back know, but here's bit. the thing, dude. They're facing okay. the Giants now, then they get the Mariners right after. So the stock's still, still got okay. room to run a little bit. You can buy a little more. I won't stop you, Trev. You know that. Padres pitch like this. Padres, also you have to consider the energy that's going on there. Tatis is an absolute stud. Uh, the pitching's been solid. They just called up Luis Patino, who's a big pitching prospect today. So they're adding. Like, they're... They are going, and that's a good feeling as a team. You're winning games. You're adding reinforcements. So uh, I don't know if I'm buying Padres stock yet just because I have the Rocky stock, and that feels like you know almost a conflict of interest in stocks. Don't be shy to buy a couple cheap D-back stock. It's still really early in this season. Um, so that's, that's all I'm saying. Okay. You love the D-backs. Investments by Jake. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, the Rockies are scary. Their offense is always scary. They have some excellent players in that lineup. They're pitching great right now. So, I mean, obviously, that's kind of where this 7-2 and two record comes from. They have a few more games. They could they could get out right now. I mean, facing the Giants, facing the Mariners, I mean, they could be 12-2 and two really quickly. And we'd have to, I mean, adjust everything because of that. Um, I'm still on the Padres finishing above them. Their bullpen, which we thought would be a big strength for them, hasn't looked so hot. I kind of like that. That just means they're going to get hot, and they've been able to weather the storm without that back end of the bullpen because they've been hitting. They've had some timely starting pitching. Paddock has looked pretty good. Um, I think they're built for like the long haul more than the Rockies are, but it could just be that I don't know the guys – on the pitching staff, and I'm not giving them enough credit. That's happened to me a lot this year. So it's also, it's not a long haul. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, man. They look good though. Yeah, I'm still confused by both of them. Like, I'm happy for the Rockies, but I feel like came crashing down on them last year. So I still think they're a contender for that. I don't know. I hope the Padres go go for a while. The Rockies' pitching has been so good; they're averaging 2.8 runs allowed. A game is Will is Will Myers is he back? 
the Will Myers dick dropping tour is is here. He's is found it here it. to stay? Those, those top prospect Will Myers is finally panning out, baby. <laughs> Will with one. Do out. you know him? Did you play mm. with him? I played against him. I don't know him. Okay. Um, you know, met him and talked to him. He's kind of a shyer guy, uh, but he's got that one dot OPS right now through 45 at bats or 39 at bats, 45 plate appearances. That would I mean, be ca- career 109 OPS plus. It's not. He can hit. He can hit. He can hit a little bit. He's just needed a position, and I don't know. Does he have platoon numbers? Is he a platoon guy? I don't know. Ta-da. I don't know if he is or not. <laughs> I got a. Uh, I mean, look. I would love, just for the sake of chaos, yeah, if even. the Dodgers were the wild card team. Imagine and if they dropped to third. Be crazy. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't think, I don't think not going to happen, though. That's good. <laughs> I'm a, I, I'm not buying either stock right now, as Jake said, only because I think it's a little overpriced. That's what I'm saying. If you're gonna be, if we're talking in the world where you buy stocks, this is this would be the week to just get a little bit of D back. I'm not saying you empty the wallet, but you know I'm, the D backs could put up a seven and three week, and then we're back here saying they're back in the pot with these other two teams. I'm buying Rocky stock for the next five days, and then I'm dumping it. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's where nice. I'm at. That, that, so there's the game. Believer or believer. Believer or believer. We'll do that again in like that two weeks. Maybe. Spit on me. You got any ghost stories? Is is that what? Is oh that yeah. What we're Trev, you tweeted yeah, about I want to end, end it talking about that because it's pretty funny. I didn't put two and two together until I was texting uh, with friend of the pod uh, Jack Flaherty, and I was like, "How's he doing, dude?" <laughs> He's hanging in there, man. Um, you saw he put his mattress up against the wall. He threw a bullpen. He's been doing jumping jacks and doing workouts in the room. It's hilarious to think about the best baseball players in the world, finely tuned professional athletes, having to resort to throwing a bullpen in a hotel room. And he's intense, man. He gets his work in. Like So I can only imagine it's like he needs that. That's part of his routine. And um, got to be going stir-crazy. Uh, but I was texting him, just asking him, and I was like, I was like thinking, where are you guys? Like, I didn't really even think about it. And he's like, we're in Milwaukee. And I was like, oh, my goodness. They've been at the Fister Hotel for over a week. I don't know how long. Ten days, seven, ten days, whatever it's been. That is a famously haunted hotel in Milwaukee. So much that... Yachty Molina used to go stay at different hotels uh, when he would come into Milwaukee. We had a coach, Jerry White, hilarious first base coach for the Twins. When we'd get back from the game, he'd go find a spot in the lobby, and he would sit there all night until the sun came up. Then he would go to his room. He was that scared of the hotel. It's, I mean, uh, and was he normal, like normally a pretty regular dude? Jerry White? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, every other hotel he went to his room, except for the Fister. <laughs> That's a very fair argument. <laughs> I don't know how you guys, where you guys are at on, on ghosts. Um, mm. I have a ghost story. There's, and this, the thing is, this isn't one of the, this is, isn't the only haunted hotel in the show. Uh, in the Vinoy in Tampa, a lot of teams stayed there. That is also one specific tower supposed to be haunted. A lot of guys get freaked out there they'll even room together when you go to the Vinoy I've never experienced anything there uh, or at the Fister but definitely creepy vibes a place you don't the Fister especially you don't want to be there for seven to ten days G-Man Choi has a funny story when he came over to the Brewers about the Fister Hotel he said a ghost visited him in the bed and he didn't sleep someone just asked him like how'd you sleep he said not good I'll be honest. Not I'll good. be honest. With you. Not correct. Then he said, "I've seen ghosts plenty of times, so trust me, this was a ghost." I mean, there's stories. I mean, the NBA, there's NBA players hate staying there. Anyone that goes why to why do teams knows. stay there if this is the thing? Like, are there no other hotels? There's got to be some pay for play thing going on there. Like, whoever owns the Fisters got an in with somebody. Uh, I'm sure we could look that up, but it's a nice hotel, but it's haunted. I mean, so. Sure. You're comfortable, but you're amongst ghosts and supernatural entities. Do you think it's haunted because Fister spelled so stupid? 
Possibly. Do you guys want to hear my ghost story? Then we could maybe end the episode. Oh, yeah. Well, let's end it on your ghost story. Yeah. All right. I don't know if we have any ghost music on your um, soundboard. No? Definitely have ghost music on the soundboard. Did you just ask if we have ghost music on the soundboard? Jimmy said he's got every key lined up, so I'm just praying that maybe he has a spooky. Yeah, I got spooky. (laughs) Play Um, some spooky. Okay. This isn't it, but we'll do this. Is this even on? No. Okay. There we go. He did the mash. They did the monster. <laughs> I've got stuff. All right, what's the ghost story? I'm interested. Let me take you guys back to 2009. Ooh, Yankees won the World Series. Yeah, good year for you guys. Young Trev still battling his way through the minor leagues. He's in AAA now with the Rochester Red Wings, going to play the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs. There's a hotel in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania that you stay at. I do not remember. I think it's Hotel Bethlehem. So you can check that out. Um, my wife, Olivia, and I had just started dating. Skype was a thing. Get back from um, our game, and you have roommates in the minor leagues. I wanted to have privacy. I said, look, I'm going to go down to the lobby and Skype Olivia. So I go down to the lobby. I enter this like room that's adjacent to it. It's empty. I get some privacy there. And we start Skyping. I'm sitting there talking to her. It's it's probably midnight, East Coast time. We're talking. 2009 we're talking. Skype session. Nice. That's yeah. early. Hot. Yeah, early on the Skype. Um, could have been 2010. Don't don't quote me on that. Uh, but somewhere where I was still in the bushes. So I'm sitting there talking just how I'm doing with you guys. I'm looking at the screen. I'm talking to her. And um, I see someone come in the room. Uh, but I'm talking to her. So this person's walking over here uh, alongside me. I see that in my peripheral. As I go to look up, um, there are like pillars in this room. And as I go to look up to see who it is, they like kind of like sneak behind the pillar. And then I look to see, you know, who is it? Like who's going to come on the other side of the pillar? Nobody ends up coming out from the pillar. So now I'm like, okay, that's weird. I don't, maybe it was a shadow. I don't know. You know, really looked like a person to me. Didn't think much of it. Uh, continue talking to Olivia. The next day, I wake up and tell my roommate. I said, man, this weird thing happened last night. I thought I saw someone come in the room, and all of a sudden, they were gone. Like, they went like a trap door or something. We go to the website of the hotel. And literally, like, on the homepage of the website, unbeknownst to me, is... Um, a tab talking about the ghost of such and such, some lady that likes to dance in the ballroom late at night. I'm like, what's the ballroom? I was sitting in the ballroom and apparently I saw some lady who likes to dance in the ballroom late at night. I will never forget it. I still get chills thinking about it right now. Does she look like the dancing emoji in the red dress? It was... It was a lot like um, the Haunted Mansion ride in um, at Disneyland where they kind of just like float around dancing together, but she was just walking. Interesting. Jake, and ever since then, I never went back in that room, and I never will. Spooky. I like that. That's yeah, it. that's fun. Dancing Lady Ghost ain't that bad. I'm going to look her name up right now because all you have to do is Google Hotel Bethlehem, and it's going to come up. Yeah, looks like looks like there's a few ghosts there. They advertise room 932 as their haunted hotel room. They say they don't advertise that there are a bunch of other ghosts because they think that might freak people out. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I'm May, not sure. So, you saw the ghost of May Augusta Yohei. Mm. Yeah, Mary, she, Mary May Yohei. She was the daughter of management in the mid-1800s, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if I remember correctly. She's pretty. Well, okay. Well, I'm going back and forth on if I find her attractive. She married Lord Francis Clinton Hope, whose family owned the Hope Diamond. That's cool. Holy smokes. Yeah, it was uh, something I'll never forget. So do I believe in ghosts now? I guess I have to because I've seen one. Yeah. May Augusta. You would have. 
Oh yeah. She, she took an, her her social climb took a nosedive when she fell in love with an, an American soldier and left hope. Oh, Damn. Blacklist a blacklisted performer and lived essentially a life of poverty. She's mad. Yeah. She's pissed off. Damn. She saw you. Famous baseball player, jealous of it. It's crushing. Is that it's something crushing. you guys are interested in? Like ghosts? Like you want to go hunt for ghosts or? Well, okay. Uh, we'll do this. Uh, Katie, my fiance, loves ghost stuff and she likes ghost tours so much. So I'll go on some with her. We went on one in Savannah. I am petrified of death. My brain hasn't wrapped around it. It gives me anxiety and I start like heavy breathing. I have to shake my head to stop thinking about what happens after we die. It really crumbles me as a person, just being honest. So we went on a ghost tour in Savannah and it was like, like we did two and the first one was fine. The second one was like in depth, like this is where they were sitting when they died, like real people. And I like almost had a panic attack. I think I did. I think it's the closest I've, if, I don't know if it was one close to come and I just told her like, I, I, She's terrified of whales. I was like, this is like me taking you to a whale exhibit. Like, this is like literally walking through death. So I'm into fun ghost stories. I'm mm. not into overly thinking about death. Like, I got to shake it out of my bones right now. I'm into the ghost stuff. I just think it gets polluted with too much fake ghost stuff. You know, too, too, too many ghost stories get polluted with... Uh, you only like the real ones. Yeah, I like the legit one. No, like people, people try to spin off a basement that's got a... You know, a faulty air conditioner that makes a buzzing noise and then every, you know, it it shoots out crap once every three weeks. And it's like, whoa, haunted. They're like, no, you give me the real haunted stuff, I'm there. Give me some ghosts. I got some other in. ghost stuff I'll tell you guys after the All right. The app. We'll start ending shows with ghost stuff. Thank Go- you guys very much stuff. for listening. We will be back tomorrow with the voicemail episode, and we hope you enjoy that as well. Goodbye. Farewell. Enjoy the baseball. Have a great day. Wrong button, Jimmy.